0: This is Just a Few Questions. I'm Mark Sims. My guest is Elaine Allensworth, Ph.D. Elaine Allensworth is the Lewis Sebring Director of the Consortium on Chicago School Research at the University of Chicago Urban Education Institute. How are you, Elaine Allensworth?
1: I'm well. How are you? Did I get
0: that right? Because I, I before we went on, I always go over the over the introduction. I forgot you. That, did I box that up? What, I, what did I do? No, it's okay. Yeah, Because <laughs> yeah. uh, you are the you you you're wonderful. I was watching so many videos and reading stuff. You're just wonderful. Let me just get right into it, Elaine Aliceworth. Okay. What are some of the goals of the consortium, and how does the consortium's research, your research, if you will, how does that? I don't want to say trickle down. How does that benefit a student who is struggling? in school.
1: Yeah well our mission is to do research that's going to support Chicago Public Schools to do a better job of serving students so that students have better experiences in school, uh, stronger academic outcomes, and there's more equity in educational outcomes. So you know as we design our research we try to figure out you know we find out what is it that people need to know what is it that people are really struggling with and we really try to address the big questions um you know you know what matters for improving high school graduation rates or um you know um, why do teachers leave their schools and how can we support better um, instruction and better support of students um you know how are students experiencing school and how do their experiences affect their achievement and their educational attainment? um and we basically do that in a few different ways i mean one is we try to measure those things that people think are important but they actually may have no idea of you know what's actually happening so um things like you know do students feel safe in school is there strong leadership um how are students doing in college you know there are all these things there were no measures for these things and so we figure out well how do we actually measure things like student experience teacher experience uh, long-term outcomes for students so that we actually know how students are doing, and then once you measure something, then we can actually look at improvement over time, and we can give data back to schools and the school district to see are their strategies working, and for whom are their strategies working. Um, but then you know, just knowing you know where you know where the district is isn't enough. You know, we also need to know what matters for improving those outcomes. So then we try to do research to understand you know, why are we getting the outcomes that we get, you know, every, you know, we get the outcomes that we get because the system is designed to produce those outcomes. So what is it about the system that's producing those outcomes? Or, you know, what are, what can we do differently that um, will, will change those outcomes for a better? Um, and, and then everything we try to do, we want to figure out a way to give the data back to school so that, you know, schools can see themselves in the research or to help the district or work with other partners so that, um, you know, people in schools can actually, uh, you know, work with the data themselves. You know, you can... See a report that says, "Oh, this is what's happening district wide," but you're always going to wonder, "Well, what about my students? Is this true for us? Um, what's happening for us?" And so, it's not enough to just do the research. People actually need to be able to have data on their own students that they can link to the research to see if their strategies are working. Um, and so, and then also just getting the information out there. There's so many um, myths that are out there that I think hold people back, hold back strong practices in schools. Um, you know, trying to kind of clarify, you know, what, what do we know, what do we don't, what don't we know, um, so that people have good information on which they can base decisions, and that's good information for teachers, principals, students, families, so trying to figure out what is the information people need and, you know, how do we get that um, for them um, and in, in a way that's useful for them.
0: Well, the consortium's been around for thirty years, but that means you weren't around fifty years ago when I was struggling in school. <laughs> <laughs> they say they say things have gotten better, and when my children went through the CPS Chicago Public Schools, I don't know if it improved that much. That's a whole other story. Here's a question I really want to ask you: the main question, uh, Elaine Allensworth, can the Chicago Public Schools or any you know school system, if you will, can they? How can they ensure that everyone, every student, can at least? At the minimum, read it right at their grade level.
1: Okay, don't get mad at me, but it drives me crazy when people talk about people reading at grade level because I always it to me it sounds like asking, you know, when are we going to have every student above average? Um, you know, there's there's this wide distribution of performance at any grade level, and so when you say reading at grade level, well, what is third grade level? Um, you know, a student who's performing at the 75th percentile in third grade um, has the same score as an eighth grader at the 25th percentile. There's that much difference among students at the same grade. And so when you say get it, you know, have all students at, you know, third grade level, fourth grade level, then I want to know well, what do you mean by that? You know, do you mean the average Um And if it's the average, well, the average is the 50th percentile. So, you know, you can't have all students above the 50th percentile. Otherwise, that wouldn't be the average. You know, is it a basic level? Um, You know, again, if you define, you know, grade level as something that's very basic, people will say, well, that's too low. You know, that's low expectations for students. Um, Is it at, you know, these proficiency standards that are designed to be aligned to college? Um, Well, then you're asking You know for students to be at a level um you know where only the top students in the past have have made it and you know teachers may not have the technology yet for you know getting students there Um, and it's not even clear that being at that level is tied to stronger long-term outcomes um which is something else i can go on about so you know getting students to a particular level kind of drives me crazy um, because it's it's almost like saying if you're not at that level, you, you know, you're not adequate, you're not proficient. When what's really important is the rate at which students are learning, Are students learning and growing. There's a lot of emphasis on, you know, what is the, you know, a student's test score at a particular time. But actually what matters for their long term outcomes is how much are they growing? How much are they learning? Um, and that's really what we should be focused on. I do think it's important to look at what students know um, and look at their skills and use, you know, diagnostically to determine, you know, how to pitch instruction. What are the skills students need to work on? Who needs extra support? I think that's very important. Um, but to judge a student or a school based on meeting any particular level is um, um, is not helpful.
0: Well, I like talking about my my story, my narrative, because it's about me, which I love. But I, I'm glad you straightened me out on that. I, I really, I really appreciate it because I, you know, read below grade level and got the bad test scores and the bad grades, and it made me feel bad and dumb. Yeah. And eventually, uh, like your research says, I failed a class in ninth grade and just stumbled. And you know, I just I went on and dropped out. You know, because I was only down two credits, but I dropped out of high school, and and I never did <laughs> any. Post-secondary education, mainly because I felt so bad, and it's like uh, the imposter syndrome in kind of reverse, mm-hmm. weird, kind of weird way. So I totally agree with you in that. So let's go to my another. I'm popping this one out of my head. College completion, and also. Uh, any post-secondary completion, whether it's, you know, two-year college, four-year college or whatever you got to do, post-secondary education. Because, I, you know, it's a lot of schools, even my son and daughter's high school, long story, they say, everybody's going to college. And I'm like, come on now, I know, I know how this works. Everybody doesn't complete college. So yeah. how, do yeah. we, how do we, you know, let's say you feel bad because you're not the top student and you're not this and you're not that, but you can still complete your post-secondary well, you first finish high school you got to do that first yes. finish high school then do your complete your post secondary education go right ahead
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and I, you know i do want to say i you know your story about the test scores you know i think that's a very common story um and especially like right now i don't know if you, you i'm sure you do know like proficiency standards are set at the 70th percentile so think about that 70% of students in the state, you know, of Illinois, are being told you're not proficient at your grade level. Just think about that, um, and what that does to students' mindsets. And we know that mindsets are really powerful. Like if you if you don't know if you can gonna, if you're going to succeed, if you think maybe oh maybe I don't belong in this academic environment, that's going to undermine your performance um, constantly. Um, you know, like everything that happens, you're going to see it through that lens, like, oh, maybe this is a sign that I really can't do this, you know. Um, but, but if you believe in yourself, you know, and you think you come in saying, yes, I belong here, I can do this, you're going to be much more likely, you know, you're likely to succeed, you're not going to take those little, you know, signals as, you know, a sign that you, you can't do it, you know, you're not going to be able to succeed. Um, it's just like, you know, it's, that's, you're, you know you can succeed right and so it, it makes a huge amount of difference and so that's again a reason i get really frustrated with people kind of using you know a particular performance level to say a student is ready because i do think it um it affects them in ways that can be really counterproductive and i also know from our research too that test scores you know are not all that predictive of how students are going to do later and you know reading in particular people you know focus on you know, the percent of students not meeting standards in reading. Well, there's not really hardly any evidence that meeting those standards compared with, you know, not meeting those standards is associated with much different success, you know, at higher levels of education. Um, You know, a little bit, but, you know, there's so many other things that matter. Um, We really shouldn't be placing so much emphasis on on these test scores.
0: I agree with you. Like I said, where were you fifty years ago? Because I I still struggle with that because I still one part of me still feels like that eight year old kid who feels dumb fifty years later, yeah. fifty nine years later, whatever. It's been a long time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and that's ridiculous. That's not what school should be. It should be empowering, right? I, you know, they
0: should be. I'm, I'm almost done, uh, uh, Elaine worth. So that student, uh, I don't think are so much different than was when I was a kid, per se. They're struggling in school. They're in grammar school. They could be in high school. How do how do we help that student to say, it's going to be okay. We're going to give you the supports. You're not going to fall through the cracks. And this is my, let me go into the little soapbox. This is my passion, this education thing, because in my neighborhood, people are murdered all the time. In my neighborhood, in your neighborhood, the University of Chicago, people are murdered. I okay. want this to stop here in Chicago and places like Chicago all over the country. I want it to stop. And I think education is a real huge key. So how do we help that student who is struggling right now? so so they won't, bec- you know, become criminals and do great in life.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I, there's a lot to be said for personal support and, you know, knowing how a student is doing and being there as soon as, you know, they're struggling for whatever reason. There's so many different reasons that students might struggle in school. And, you know, if, the, if no one notices, if no one reaches out, they're just going to fall further and further behind and all those kinds of questions like, Oh, can I really do this? Or, you know, we'll start to creep it up or things like, you know, thoughts like, Oh, my teacher doesn't care about me. You know, no one cares. Why should I even put in the effort? Right. And so, you know, constantly like, you know, having someone or multiple people who are there, always checking in, giving support, and, you know, showing, you know, a lot of faith in the student, um, but also, you know, giving them the support they need to deal with whatever challenges might come along. Um, and, you know, kind of uh, like it being intrusive almost sometimes, you know, like you can't say, oh, come to me if you need help. It's like, oh, you know, you didn't get this assignment done. You know, what's going on here? Let me help you with this. You're going to get this turned in, um, you know, not letting students fall behind and um you know just being right there with them um can make actually a huge amount of difference um you know it's all about preventing students from falling behind and preventing students from falling behind is you know is really so it's about providing support being there knowing where they are how they're feeling how they're doing and um you know, helping them problem solve Elena. and giving them support. Yeah. And yes. I, I do say like some no, students are dealing with really serious issues. And so, you know, it's also being able to, um, you know, have resources and support so that, you know, um, you know, students can get the help that they need um, for whatever kind of issue it is that's, you know, might be interfering in school.
0: I can discuss education with you forever. <laughs> but we can't, we can't. You're, you're wonderful thanks oh, thank for being um, thanks for being on the podcast and sure. just keep up the great work because the data is so important so keep up the great work
1: okay thanks thanks for reaching out